I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Podcasts Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999, fighting our doppelganger atop, our mechanical doppelganger atop a yellow bridge here <laughs> in 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybert. And I'm Felisco. And back, she only comes back for the best, Emma Stefanski, thank <laughs> you so much for coming back to our podcast. She's our gadget queen. I love gadgets. <laughs> There's truly a theme now. Gadget Queen is, I feel like that's like the lost Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie has been a little infamous because I feel like we've tweeted about it. I mean, I've tweeted about it on several occasions prior <laughs> to the recording of this. Why so much so you? that one of our followers today was like, you guys should never do Inspector Gadget. Just keep talking about Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Yeah, this, I mean, thank you, Emma, for coming back to talk about this more importantly. As um, soon as I saw this on the list of possibilities, I was like, look, I can't not, I have right. to do it. Right. I mean, it um, does she, feel... She will be mine. Oh, yes. She will be mine. <laughs> it does feel a little akin to Smart House. Mm-hmm. A little. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's, well, it's right know, there for the taking. <laughs> Phil today said, Gadget is Robocop, which it is. Same movie. It is, that's exactly uh, my first thought. I was yeah. like rereading part of the synopsis before yeah. I started the movie. A dumb thing to do, but I was just doing it. I mean, whatever. And it, it genuinely is like, you know, man gets 
like beaten to death or whatever by bad guys, the cops turn him into or whatever. And then he has to fight a new and improved version of himself. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's amazing that it took nine writers to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you you could have just hired Verhoeven and gotten done with it. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, so this movie feels like it was a real bottomless pit. Like I think that in terms of just money, just wasted hand over fist, but like, I understand that you, that I guess it needs to be said too. Kenny and I, we did My Favorite Martian, which was also 99. Very, very and, similar in tone. Right? Mm -hmm. And it feels like Disney at this time, their live action films were all very much of a, of a mold, which is too expensive based on IP that only matters to parents. Because yes. like, I don't think that the kids at the time knew about the Saturday morning cartoon, did they? I mean, I don't, no. I don't, I'm I mean, not. Well, as a kid at the time, as, as someone yes. who was a kid, Indeed. I Indeed. had sure. no idea. I think I remember like, I saw this in the theater. I saw this on like a friend's birthday at the cinema cafe. Very nice. cool. Nice. And uh, I remember. I know. Someone, was this in New York city? No, this was in Virginia beach, Virginia, where I'm from. Oh, uh, New York also had a cinema cafe. Did they really? <laughs> Yes. And I never always, knew if it was like it, oh, a chain always, or if there was like. No, just, I don't think so. It always, this is going to sound so sad. It, I found it vaguely depressing because it, I loved movies and it was a restaurant my mom always thought I would love to go to. <laughs> She's like, I'm taking the cinema cafe, a place you love mm -hmm. that, that pays homage to that thing you love. And it's not really a cinema cafe, it's a, it's a normal. Ours, at least, was a very, very normal New York restaurant that I think had like, like, thirty-five millimeter film as decoration. That's okay. the extent of it. So the cinema cafe that you're speaking of is a movie theater, Emma. Okay. Or? Yes. Okay. okay. So your so your cinema cafe was just a restaurant that was, was a filmed diner movie theme that was that was themed <laughs> like, like a that was, Hollywood. Not even. No. But it, it didn't even try. It had a few stars. Uh -huh. It had, yeah, it have had like an old, you know, hand crank, like a uh, film camera. As all plastered. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like bar mitzvah level, like art, <laughs> like, like just on the wall. Uh-huh. All right. Tell and me about movie, yours where you can see Yeah, the this movie movies. theater you went to. Okay. Well, this is the, uh, you know, the swankiest place in Virginia Beach. Let's just get oh, that out of the way. This is, you know, fancy. I, it really isn't. It's in a, a middle of nowhere, like, shopping center okay. out on the edge of town that, like, a few of my friends lived near. So they would all have birthday parties over there. And it was essentially, like, a movie theater. But then there were, like, little tables in where the seats would be. So okay. you sort of felt like... It, it was like being in like a like a jazz lounge from a Batman movie, except <laughs> it was for films, not for like you know, like that. Women yeah. singing at sounds, you sounds pretty pretty swanky. Sounds pretty yeah, nice, really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we would have stuff there, and it was always like you know you would get the pizza like in the middle of the movie, and you would miss it because you would be doing like it was annoying. But that's where I saw Inspector Gadget for the first time. The first time. So, did you as a kid like it? Probably. I mean, I, yeah, I wasn't very critical at six, seven years old. I don't did, know. Did you like it more or less than Treasure Planet? I mean, nothing beats Treasure Planet. 
Let's just I be honest with ourselves. I was just, I've been just asking. I wanted to <laughs> I understand think... the metrics. That's all. Nothing was as... Inspector Gadget was not a formative film for me in the way that Treasure Planet was. But Treasure Planet's got a lot of gadgets, just FYI. There's, that's true. I mean, <laughs> one of the characters is basically Inspector Gadget. He is, yeah. Half man, half machine. Yeah. Um, maybe there is a trend. Wow, I'm learning <laughs> a lot about myself today. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to speak to the Emma, an actual child, not knowing Gadget, okay. the IP. I'm going to do this. Because... Because I was shorter back then. <laughs> <laughs> for those for those who don't know, Emma has changed the perspective of the camera now for a lot of headspace. Yeah, little Emma, one little day... Little Emma. You yes. will... No, no. What I meant was... I think you got it. It was just a great yeah. gag. It was a great uh, gag. What I Thanks. meant was, um, I, a, uh, a, at the time, 17-year-old <laughs> not yet a man, but, you know, not a boy. Not um, a girl, not yet a woman. Right, yeah. That's right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> uh, I uh, was keenly aware of this IP. Okay, interesting. And had seen, I wouldn't say every episode because people didn't think of things that way back then, Mm -hmm. but I had seen just a plethora of Inspector Gadget episodes. A smattering. Yeah, (laughs) no, more than a smattering. Oh, a buffet. Yeah, no, no, no. This was it was a staple in my in my life, and I, I, uh, it was a Nickelodeon show. And it was a Nickelodeon okay. stomach. When was it right? On? Like, like what years would that have been? Late, late, well, late eighties, early nineties. I because yeah. I remember it as Before a kid. My time. It was a uh, yeah. You know, it was, I mean, I just watched Nickelodeon nonstop, mm-hmm. and there were you know unless it was a show I just begin to handle. But if it was like you know a D plus sure. or higher, mm-hmm. I would just watch it. So I, I think, you know, Inspector Gadget was fine, but I knew it very well. The thing about Inspector Gadget that was interesting, going back to this podcast being half an Entertainment Weekly appreciation podcast, Entertainment Weekly was uh, up on this movie, was always uh-huh. kind of, you know, like making a big thing about this movie because it is, it, it, it does seem to exist in the, you know, the wet dream consciousness of an exec. Mm. Like, oh, totally. look at all the shit we could do and gadgets and yeah. and funny and mystery and bing, bang, boom. It's perfect for the, you know, the, all the kids who love crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why they threw 100 million. And it was like, it was a front page of Entertainment Weekly type. It was, uh, a, it was a front cover of Entertainment Weekly type movie at the time. And, the, you know, I guess everybody just misread the love that was out there for this character, which I think is like zero or close to it. I mean, um, I, I, I agree and I disagree at the same time. I think that I remember as a kid as well. I, I know people are going to fight back and say they love Inspector Gadget. But You're going to ignite it, it super fans. It didn't show up in Seriously. 99, so come on. Well, <laughs> but this movie sucked. <laughs> like, this movie is fucking bad. So, so like, it's Inspector Gadget proper. But Inspector Gadget proper, the thing this movie does, I mean, this movie does a lot of things really poorly, but the thing that the show does is that it's really about Penny and Brain. Yes, it is. It's a trifecta, and they're We're hardly in this movie. It's super weird. They're not. I'm just like, it's bizarre. 
anymore. It's, it's that's the fucking that's the juice. I don't need to see fucking you know Matthew Broderick fight another version of Matthew. I don't even need to oh, see Doctor Claw. Like For why? Three, do I like need to minutes see? he was doing that. It's oh, like shit. a third was, of the movie. It, 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 like I've never seen a live action movie that lived in the Uncanny Valley the way this one did. Oh, so, but I almost like, wish it went farther down the Uncanny off, Valley. Weird t- the weird yeah. teeth, stomach churning, and off putting. It's, I, it's uh, great. But and by I, that I mean it's it's insane. But I feel Phil like yes. I certainly think this movie is a is a horrible disaster. Yeah, but. Uh, very much in control of itself. Like very much do it. Like it did exactly what it wanted to do. I just for sure. It. Well, it had a lot of money to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, but I mean, totally. Like it's <laughs> it's it is what it wants to be. You know, oh. it's so it's just it's awful. It's I like really think that it's, performance art. It, no, I hundred percent agree. But I also think that this is this is a prime example of like this is not Roderick's thing man like Matthew Broderick is the wrong guy like this needs he was, he to was be better at, he was better as the robot Broderick <laughs> but he just like the laundry list of people that were considered to play the role just for what it's worth are Jim Carrey Tom Hanks Robin Williams Tim Allen Chevy Chase Steve Martin Kevin Klein. these are all people Brendan Fraser right like these are all people that make sense because it becomes a star vehicle and their comedic sensibilities can be sort of infused into this stupid gadgetry nonsense right like i i see the robin williams version of this like oh, i see all, the Jim all of those version. guys everyone you right said. like you see yes. every one of them matthew broderick's not one of those guys so like i'm watching this and matthew broderick is so odd in this film even when he's just like normal guy before he gets blown up and turned into inspector gadget it's he's like an <laughs> alien like he speaks like someone who does like he's just very inhuman in a way that's just odd I just don't know what the direction was. Emma, do you like this movie? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I must so be very clear. Uh, no, this is no smart house. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you've, been, you've been very quiet throughout our, our just ranting and raving. And I keep looking at you and I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm like, trying to gauge it. Yeah. Why isn't she chiming in? <laughs> We are piling out here. Do you think Smart House is better than this? Favorite film. I mean, uh, that's a tough one. I think, well, (laughs) (laughs) the emotional like through line of Smart House, I think, is more effective in that movie than it is in this movie. Uh, I also read, I was looking up uh, this movie on wikipedia.com, that really obscure website that maybe you've heard (laughs) of. Yeah. No, um, no, and no, I saw right. that there's there was a like fully feature length 110 minute cut of this movie yep. that they sliced up to make yep. it like 70 or whatever it is now. It's really short, which is bizarre. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it stops making sense too. Like I yeah. imagine that there's that, that that at a certain point they were like fuck logic, let's just get this in and out of theaters. Yeah. But no, I, I, I really, I don't think it's a very good movie. I remember, like, as a kid, I was like, whatever. It's just the thing that everyone's talking about. It's Inspector Gadget. Parents were like, the show, right? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and rewatching it, it's really, it's so, it's strange. It's strange to rewatch and remember it, but also, like, know, like, oh, this is... This is unfortunate. Like this really is going anywhere. It's funny to think that the parents that Emma was, you know, waving aside <laughs> were like probably 31. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know you're talking about you old idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
wizened crones. Well, it was a TV show. <laughs> did you see the sequel, Emma, by any chance? I did see the sequel. Yeah, I've not seen it. I actually watched it too. Really? Not the sequel was on Disney Channel, I think. It was like a direct-to-video thing, it, right? It was, yeah. 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 And, and it was I what's his being, face? With the eminable French story. French. French story. Yeah. 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 The only uh, place to go from, from Matthew Broderick is French story. Did they get the other Broderick. That's Rupert Everett back for the sequel? I don't think so. I think the sequel doesn't have him in it because that was some that was like some big criticism of the movie because you never see Dr. Claw's face in the show. And in the movie yeah, it's like right. all about him. It's such a fucking wrong road to go down. <laughs> they, they, it's all right. It is so funny, by the way, to listen to you guys talk about like beloved IP because the only reference point that I have for Inspector Gadget is this movie. <laughs> so I think I, I, that, it's like that's that, so wrong that they did that. With, oh, I can't believe. That. That's why I'm like okay. that's why I, that, that right before you said that. <laughs> that's why I sighed. I don't know if you can hear the sigh. Because yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I, I, it, it occurred to me. I'm like formulating my argument. I'm like, am I about to make an argument for like what the good Inspector Gadget movie looks like? The like, good Inspector I mean, Gadget movie it, is good. Well, like, we. <laughs> so no. we're not the first people to to talk about. We're not the potential of this IP. We're not because because it, there is a a. Robocop esque core to this story, yes. right? Uh, well, this is movie it, is what if it was it ruled actually to have your to be, broken yeah. body be repurposed yeah. as yes. the perfect crime fighting machine. Yep. But the yep. the thing about the in film made this point, but the, the that's that's why this movie's stupid. You just nailed it. Um, but the thing that Phil said at the beginning about brain and Penny, yeah. And why the cartoon works and this doesn't is because yeah. the cartoon doesn't center the the yeah. fucking the, the human instrument mm-hmm. uh, who is more of an impediment to solving crimes in that show than he is a you know that's the joke a, a benefit that is the joke that he gets all the credit Penny and Brain do all Penny does all the work Brain is a dog but Penny does all the work but Brain, Brain is a dog that can talk and has a headset no he can't he'll. Um, I think that happened in a later iteration. I I, I don't know. Did he? Could he talk at the beginning? I don't think he brain talked. was able. Brain was you know. Brain he was, communicate. Well, it was the brain. Yeah. He was brain. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm gonna have to come back to you on that one. But uh, <laughs> the the first thing that this movie did so wrong and yeah. so like misguidedly is doing origin story. Yeah. Now, I'm not someone who like sits here and says origin trash. In fact, I think origin stories are often very important for starting out these things in their cinematic journey. But this character's origin story uh, necessarily is too serious for this character. Yeah. It is like the, the 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 journey from normal man. To robot man is only a bad one. So just fucking gloss over it. Here he yeah. is, Inspector yeah. Gadget, the hero of the city who solves all the crimes. And let's just put him on one adventure. Do it in like, the credit sequence. Like the Batman. Yeah, no, 100%. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't wow. even fucking do it. I would just have it be this silly fucking town where Gadget is the man. And and Gadget just, I, I, that's, that's what I would start. I, I mean, I don't. I don't band. disagree with you. That, that, 
<laughs> that the origin component of this movie is is bad for a bunch of reasons. Because I just really, the, the next the, the 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 next step of this, where you really start to go down your you know your toxic fanboy you know rabbit hole, uh-huh. is there is a really good dark version of this movie. Yes. <laughs> well, they made it. The gritty version of of Inspector Gadget. Grim Dark Inspector Gadget. Zack Snyder's Inspector Gadget. I, I, I mean, mean, would watch. That would rule. It would yeah. be good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think it, I, I think it would be good, and I think like no one like uh, they they tried it with one piece of IP, mm-hmm. uh, a piece no one knows or cares about. About that, like that, all that, like almost like uh, Sid and Marty Croft. Uh, like like i don't know muppet band thing i'll look it up but a great move for this ip that barely fucking matters is to go real fucking weird and dark with it and i think that would be kind of just fun i think they're kind of doing that with the chippendale thing a little bit um but weirder darker nasty well that's this movie taps into the weirdness at times that is kind of shocking and weird like when you get to robo whatever robo gadget the the, the evil version right mm. it definitely tips into that very strange place of like what exactly is going on here and and is this about the duality of man or something like is this about like good versus evil uh it's all very confusing but but i agree with you kenny that that i was watching this film and i don't know if you felt this way emma but like it just feels like a missed opportunity. I'm not suggesting that there's necessarily a truly great film to be made from this IP, but there's a better movie. I mean, there's yeah. certainly one that's that's not kind of painful to watch at times. Like, there's stuff in this film that's just rough. Like, the car, for instance. The worst. The car, the car is references to the fact that you're watching a Disney movie. Yeah. Hilarious. And, the car's very smart. House. <laughs> the car it feels is. very smart house. It's a machine with a mind of its own. Yeah, and a robot face that they keep cutting <laughs> to that doesn't sync up with his words. So it's just like, I, why do we keep doing this? Um, I'm going to read a synopsis real quick. Um, John Brown, played by Matthew Broderick, is a bumbling but well-intentioned security guard who is badly injured in an explosion planned by an evil mastermind. He's taken to a laboratory where Brenda, played by Jolie Fisher, a leading robotic surgeon, replaces his damaged limbs with state-of-the-art gadgets and tools. Named Inspector Gadget by the press, John, along with his niece Penny, played by Michelle Trachtenberg, and her trusty dog Brain, uses his powers to discover who's behind the explosion. Inspector Gadget opened on July 23rd, 1999, in second place with 21.8 million dollars behind the haunting have you seen the haunting emma are you a haunting i fan? haven't no? seen the haunting no don't it's bad uh okay. it would go <laughs> it would go on to I make a fan i just i don't know terrible movie i mean listen you, you never know emma you, you, <laughs> you throw some some curveballs especially with um, me yeah that's true <laughs> um it would go on to make 134 million dollars worldwide on a 90 million dollar budget it's got 21% of Rotten Tomatoes from critics, 18 from audience, 18% from audiences. Uh, Roger Ebert gave the film one and a half stars, saying, obviously it would be better armed to deal with this stuff had I ever seen an Inspector Gadget cartoon. I could discuss how it does or doesn't live up to or down to the original. Perhaps younger kids will like it more. I don't care about the action because it made no difference to me who won or lost. The plot was <laughs> as an arbitrary concoction. Damn. I mean, Fair. Um, yeah. I will say this, though. 
Uh, I actually think the special effects in this movie are pretty solid. I know that might like they're fine. They're fine. It's I very, think they're like, actually kind of good. It's yeah. very Spy Kids, like proto Spy Kids, that, right? With in more that money, vein. money yeah. yeah, yeah. I just thought they did considering the fact that like. I imagine the reason this film didn't get made sooner is because turning him into all those gadgets is fucking expensive. Mm. And they do it pretty seamlessly in this film, all things considered. It's kind of the stupid movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They don't even use the gadgets well. Like they don't, they don't, they don't even, there's, 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 there's no fun. Like I, there's just like, there, the thing that kind of like just, you know, in Candy Valley, since to be wrong, is like there is vision and there is, mm-hmm. you know, some, there is some experimentation. Yes. Uh, there is some attempt to be uh, subversive or even transgressive. Mm-hmm. It's just all in the wrong direction. It's all poking yep. out in the wrong directions. Like this could be just, it's such a gonzo fucking character <laughs> and a gonzo thing to spend $120 million on oh. that you could have just, instead of being like, you know, like having this fucking, Central meta car yep. you could have just had so much like roger rabbit-esque fun with it if you really wanted to uh i, I want mean, to go back Spielberg almost did this yeah Not direct because, but he almost produced it seems it. like fun <laughs> the movie i was referencing is called the banana splits movie which was a set of marty croft's uh marty croft they were for their first tv show it's, oh. it's you know it's a hanna-barbera set of marty croft show about an animatronic band and the um and the 2019 movie where they got the IP is about that band turning into serial killers and it being a horror movie. <laughs> and I think like that shit is fun. And I think that sure. I think a dark and brooding, almost a uh, almost a Bel Air version of Inspector Gadget would work uh-huh. on TV. I think if I think okay, here's my one edit that would maybe make this into the better, darker version that you're thinking of, which Please. is... Because I'm about to pitch it. Okay. Well, first, I'm going to pitch it. Yeah, I'm just so, going to beat no, no, you no, to no. it. Listen up. And- <laughs> so listen up. Listen <laughs> up. <laughs> We're here. Uh, We're listening. This is why I'm not, uh, you know... That's how you start all your pitches. No, I, I Listen am, up. I am so much more intrigued now that you said that. <laughs> Look at me. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'm like, where, where is this going to go? <laughs> oh, no, there's no way it's going to live up to this. Okay, well, my edit would be because they introduced, so they introduced the whole, like, um, you know, it's about your heart, like, it's about your emotions, about your humanity early on in the movie. And they also introduce that like chip that becomes the sort of like the yeah. thing that make you know. What I would do is, is I have the the bad the baddies the baddos mm-hmm. steal the chip the and reprogram him to be bad, and he has to use his humanity and his love for his family sure. and the woman he has a crush on, I guess whatever, to overcome it. So similar to the way that he does in this movie, except he's not fighting against something. It's him fighting against himself. That's yeah. a great, that's a great that's, pitch for That's a much a better, movie. much better version. That's what this, that's what this movie should have been. You're totally right. Because yeah, then I, you yeah. refocus it on Penny and Penny is trying to save Gadget, yep. who is doing all his bad Gadget shit. And you lose White Teeth Gadget. Who's yes. And you lose the, the foot, the stupid the foot, foot thing. Yeah, I you do remember you saved it. vividly. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the phrase, the sentence, we moved the foot. That's something that's in my brain. Like as soon as they, when they were about to say it, I said it. And then they said, oh oh, boy, this movie is deeper in in me than I thought. It's in you than you (laughs) thought. That's not good. So that's, that's, that's the great pitch, Emma, for (laughs) um, going back 23 years in the past and saving this film. Well, I I want to do, I want to do the movie where Mm -hmm. Inspector Gadget has been doing this now for 23 years. Oh, God. And it's, it's just a... Is he, he's just... he's just, And he's going to live forever, too, by the way. Yeah, of course. Because he's a robot. Yeah. By, I, Logan, <laughs> Logan, Bicentennial Man, AI, it's this, like, gadget, gadget, doesn't even know what, what he's doing this it's, for. It's anymore. an existential... There's no, no crime anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's no crime. There's no crime. Like, the neo-noir inspector. He's gotten show? good... Penny's 35 years old. Penny's married. <laughs> like, See, I was just... going to go one step farther and go like full on Wally. And it's just Inspector Gadget's all that's <laughs> left. <laughs> there's no more crime because there's nobody left. <laughs> He's outlived the human race. <laughs> I, 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 I think Will just chimed in. Will liked it. I, I think, the, Will, did you just chime in? Maybe. I don't know. Did someone? I, oh no! He. I thought okay. our. I thought our producer will like kind of kind of audibly goes. I oh mean, I would. I would. That that <laughs> that I'd watch. I, I mean, it should be said though that I do like the Spielberg version. No, the Wally version's good, man. Thank, thanks. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> the Spielberg I hope version is listening to this. Makes sense though, right? Like he wanted Chevy Chase or Steve Martin, and he wanted to do something that was going to be. You know what I mean? Like that. First of all, that version is is good. It probably isn't great, but it's good. This version feels so, I mean, made by committee. It just feels like a, a very desperate, weird IP play in a way that at the time, Disney was doing a fair amount of um, because they hadn't really figured out what their live Steve, action thing was. Steve mm-hmm. Martin or Chevy Chase or a lot of the other guys in that list, but specifically yeah. those two guys or Bill Murray. Or uh, Tim Allen, even. I could see Tim uh, Allen's version of this. Tim Allen... Some guy, Some or guy. who who yeah. has a a established comedic persona, yes. yes, that you could riff on. Yep, would have been really beneficial for this film. I agree. Uh, whereas some guy like Broderick, mm-hmm. who never really did the Ferris Bueller thing again, just no. started playing you know weenies for lack of a better term. Uh, <laughs> uh, Got a weenie. Matthew's here. <laughs> That's what he was. He was just a weenie from here on out. It never really, uh, you know, he played a bit of a weenie in this, I he guess. But you, you don't want a weenie. You want one of those guys. You, I mean, a funny guy would have been necessary for this I, film. I couldn't necessary. Agree I mean, Jim Carrey seems obvious because he's already yes. rubber. But mm-hmm. like someone who can deliver a one-liner like a Steve Martin, Bill Murray, or Chevy Chase. That's where you should start. Well, here's the thing, too, which is that apparently there was a Jim Carrey Fairly Brothers version of this film that was also in development at one point. Oh, now, a dirty version. A di- where he, I guess he has dildos and stuff coming out of it. I, really, I don't know. I mean, stuff <laughs> yeah, like- definitely. That's the dark and gritty version that we deserve. Oh, no. Oh, my <laughs> head. <laughs> That's the oh, hero. I, I just got, I just got lightheaded thinking about that. <laughs> oh, it just, 
go go gadget dildos go, go, go. and just pops out <laughs> ten dildos from his yeah, fingers. That's great. Um, but <laughs> I mean, Jim so, Carrey smile. <laughs> I can see that version, but again, like that version also feels like why are why are we doing this? Like I just don't. I just don't. Gen- but I also just want to say in, this. in so, the in yeah. the world where that movie gets made. Yes, Greenbook probably doesn't exist. Correct. And it's like that lining. Like the future city with all the flying cars and everything. Like this is the world if they made the Fairly Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Um, but COVID so Kevin Klein. Happened. Yeah, it would have been great. So Kevin Klein doesn't do this film, but he does play kind of the, his Wild Wild West character is pretty much Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh yeah, he does have a lot of gadget in him. <laughs> it's just all fucking gadgets. So. <laughs> feel like he did it anyway i I don't know why this all of a sudden feels like such a missed opportunity to me because this is a stupid character a terrible script and everything about (laughs) it's wrong-headed but like they there's there's so many funny ways to go with this casting like if you were if you were real jeremy irons could have played Oh my uh, God. Inspector Gadget. Would watch. You could have just got, you could have got like so, like, like yeah. against type and done something so silly. You could have had yeah. any wild person play this mm-hmm. ridiculous. And part of that is because you had Matthew Broder, who is yep. so wrong for the role. So the opportunity or the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I mean, there's the Eddie Murphy version of this. There's the, I mean, like, there's so many he's so, versions. He's so wrong for Inspector Gadget. I'm sure he's not, I'm, I'm, sure, he's I'm like, sure he's fine with us saying this. But yeah, I, so I, I do think that it's a weird movie. It's an over- How about Malkovich. Malkovich would have been the best. Malkovich would have been a great claw. No, nah, it's an obvious claw. Claw but- should have been Broderick. <laughs> claw shouldn't have been in this movie. I think we all agree. No, not kidding. They should have swapped the roles on day one. They should have swapped the roles. On- Rupert Everett should have been. Yes. This? Yeah. Sure. Sure. He's great. Rupert so Everett's ridiculous as a bustling villain, and he's so charming. He had some highs and lows this year, too. What, is this like the fourth movie we've done with him? Yeah, he had a... What, what were his highs? Well, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Sure. Uh, he was also an ideal husband, which we like. Sure. Uh, Tucci would have like been he, a great Inspector Gadget. That would have been great. Shalhoub! <laughs> Shalhoub. Shalhoub would have killed it. Emma's face just lit up with just the word Shalhoub. I can see it now. I can picture it perfectly in my head. I also, so Brendan Fraser turns it down to do George of the Jungle. A lot of people turned down roles in this movie to do other movies that were then much better decisions. But I want to ask this, Kenny. Except Chevy. So so Brendan (laughs) Fraser turns this down to do uh, George of the Jungle. But the movie I thought of a lot as I was rewatching this today was Dudley Do-Right. Yes. Which, as we all know, fucking Inter- rules. Mm-hmm. And and Dudley Durait is a is a is an unsung masterpiece. Yes. And that to me is what you're talking about. Full commitment to the bit. Totally. The filmmaker totally gets it. Everyone's on the same page. And and there's just a vision to it. Whereas this Why did Dudley Durait work where this didn't? <laughs> the age old question. question. The question people have been asking for decades. <laughs> Many are saying this. Well, it's not that different if you think about it, because part of Dudley Do-Right's shtick is that he's kind of a dope also. And based on an animated cartoon. For, based on an kids. animated cartoon character, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean Dudley 
Deadly Do Right's perfect. Emma, I assume you haven't seen it. No one's seen it. It's the, Have you it's seen Deadly Do Right? Emma, you would really like Dudley Do Right. Legitimately. Okay. Will you're you like watch Alfred, it? You're like Alfred Molina, right? You're, uh, you, you're a human who breathes oxygen. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So I'm you telling you, it. Emma, I think you would love Dudley Do Right. It's Sarah Jessica Parker, oh Alfred Molina, and Brendan Fraser in a truly gonzo live action comedy like <laughs> live action cartoon it's funny great. too like it's, it's like it's it's just it's just you know well written good jokes i guess i guarantee been, you will like it i ever. guess that's where i would have started with this film the thing about dudley do right is dudley <laughs> do right comes from comes from the sensibilities of the 80s early 90s it comes from a you know a zucker Abrams zucker kind of you know approach to this stuff which is you know uh, rock solid jokes yeah, yeah. and and a and a plot that that gets you through it. Yes, where this comes from, I don't know. Like like fucking Disney theme park ideas, which this, is <laughs> let's get the whiz bang out there. Let's do this. Yeah. The the let's get the flash and let's get the you know the the explosions or the special effects, and we'll figure out the rest later. I think yeah. Wild Wild West suffers from the exact same oh, thing. Hundred yeah. percent. I think they both of these movies just like forgot to write the jokes, but only one and of I, them has no more Mister Knife Guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wild Wild West wrote one good joke. It is still one of the best lines of 1999. No more Mr. Knife guys is false. <laughs> but, uh, and that's why, that, that's why Wild Wild West is better than Inspector Gadget, but just barely. Just they're, very barely. Sim- they're very similar movies. They're both totally well, confident. Wild West is a racist. <laughs> Slightly. Uh, they're both totally. Slightly. There's no racism in this movie. Yeah, because there's no people of color in this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's well, that's true. not true. There's I, one person of color, and it's an Asian man running away from the Godzilla reference. Oh yeah, oh, yeah sure. I left. Yes. I left Tokyo for this. And that's the right. subtitle is yeah, speaking Japanese. Who's the voice yes. of the car? Oh, that's uh, that's is it like it's it's not Eddie Griffin. It's um the guy for it's your it's your your buddy from uh Studio Sixty. Oh, is it Hughley? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm going to look it up now. I think it's C.L. Hughley. It, <laughs> your boy from Studio 60, he says. Like, yeah. yeah. I, no, no. I mean, he is. Yeah, it was C.L. Hughley. So there you go. It's, so I, I, I also just want to... I'm going to read the names of the writers were in this thing because some of them are legitimately amazing writers. Dana Olson, Jeff Barry, Carrie Aaron, Zach Penn, Edward Newmeyer, John Hamburg, Audrey Wells, and Michael McCullers. These are not lightweights. Wait, <laughs> like, so wait, where, where, where did you get that list? Was that on? It's on IG. Uh, well, it's, it's in I, the, like, the, the fucking uh, other... I think it might have been... Um, maybe it was Wikipedia? I don't know. Oh, I don't right. know. You, you pulled it out. Okay, I get it. Yeah, a lot of these are uncredited. The only credited writers are Dana Olson, Jeff Barry, Carrie Aaron, and Zach Penn. Gary Ross also apparently did a pass. Like, this is just, these are, my point, the reason I have names, and this is the shooting script with revisions dated back to 1998 credits the following writers and writers. So my assumption is that most of these people just did passes, right? Where they just tried to punch it up or tried to do whatever or tried to focus on a specific character or whatever the case might be. But like, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Audrey Wells wrote Guinevere and directed Guinevere. I know. Like, Audrey, you know, These you've got really good Michael, writers. Gary Ross, obviously, you know, Pleasantville and what have you. Uh, Carrie Aaron wrote on Friday Night Lights and is an incredible writer. Uh, John Hamburg, yeah, she's he, the, I Love You Man. The, she that, created the, the morning show. Yeah. And John Hamburg, is he, uh, is he, John I Love Hamburg's You Man? John Hamburg's a big guy. John Hamburg, uh, you know, he is. It's just like, how did we get here? I Love how You Man. <laughs> he is along came Polly, Meet the Fockers, Meet the Parents. Right. I mean, Zoolander. Like, yes, John Hamburg is massive. And yet well, here we are with this fucking turd. <laughs> I mean, you know the answer. I can tell you the answer. Tell me the answer. They just did it for the paycheck and didn't care. <laughs> like, it's to be a yeah, no, dick, but yeah. like, there's, you know, they're like, <laughs> it's like when we all took the Quibi money. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, there, there's this there's this company that's just giving out money. It's I like, love yes. I, mean, I wish you could have been around Kenny during the Quibi fiasco because he went through a whole emotional journey along oh. with Quibi that I loved. Oh my god. I was obsessed with really it. angry at one point Why that it was I going south. Because you were just like, How did we I, fuck this up? How did we fuck up Quibi? <laughs> Oh no no! I that could I just didn't possibly like have that. been a I, bad idea. I could certainly talk about Quibi for a while, and I will. <laughs> That's not that was not it's my point. Inspector Gadget, the Quibi of Disney live action. Films. Yes, yes. Well, I'll get so, there in a second. It's so damn short that, too. Like that was not. Yes, it is. It is a quick bite. If ever that a movie not, was a quick bite, that was not my point of view on Quibi. I'll tell you my point of view on Quibi. Uh, oh, and I said this at the time. Yeah. Uh, I had a project at Quibi. <laughs> so I had I was in the Quibi offices. Which one? Did I- which the project or which? Office? Oh, the pro- oh, by project we like, didn't get it made, office? but it was uh, okay. it, it's dead now and whatever. It was called Junior High, and uh, it was it was good. It was a good idea. I'll, I'll run it down real fast. If you Quibi's dead, no one's coming after me. So uh, <laughs> bring it on <laughs> the Quibi police. All right, so here, this is what I knew about Quibi at the time. Yeah, uh, their offices, offices were spectacular. So they put it was the, the nicest fucking office I'd ever been. They had bought a fucking office park essentially. So I was like, okay, they have a lot of they have a lot of money here. This makes a lot of sense to me, honestly. I yep. just wait. I secondly, uh, I knew this about our project 
our project had a guy, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to like even just put it out there or anything, but like it had a, a famous person attached who was currently starting in a, like a real TV show. Matthew so Broderick. a guy that, <laughs> who'd you think Matthew, it was? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yes. <laughs> he was playing. <laughs> it was called weenies. Uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it was, it was the, it was the kind of project that Quibi was drawn to. You had to bring in like a celebrity person, mm. but here's the thing about our project. Our project was developed for another place. We sold it to that place. They passed on the project. We shopped it to every single place in town, including places like Complex, which like Hobbs, right? We're like, we'll do it for nothing. And no one wanted it. And then Quibi comes along and doesn't even fucking read it and buys it off a log line. Oh my God. And is, and is like, all right, wow, we have a second chance at this. So, um, <laughs> So immediately, a few things were crystal clear to me. One was Quibi uh, is putting a lot of money out there. Sure. And Quibi is willing to take everybody else's leftovers. Right? So they were taking- And then someone bought all their leftovers. Well, kind of. They bought the projects that actually, like, got made. But uh, so Quibi basically, um, basically- what I'm trying to say is I knew at the time that their content was not going to be good. Now, the other thing is I knew that their, their platform wasn't going to be good because they showed us their platform. This is what they do when you, when, when, when you're, when you go Quibi. to Quibi, mm-hmm. when you go to Quibi, they're like, all right, it's only going to be on phone. all this down. Yeah. That's cool. You could, you could that's fine. Writing all this down. They're like, it's only going to be on phones for my future. Hey, you're cutting. You're kind of like, all right, well, I guess it's only going to be on phones. Like, okay, like, what do we know? Like, it's what we know. What do we know? So, like, all six studios have put $100 million into this. All right, like, that sounds good. Like, we're into that. And, like, and here's what it can do. Like, okay, well, well, what can it do? And they show you that turnstile thing that they got sued for. They're like, look, it's turnstile. (laughs) And they they show you, like, the one video they made for it where, like, you're getting, like, you're you're getting like chased in a house, and if you turn it one way, you're like having yeah. guys you, and another way, you're in the other view. They're like, look at this technology, and immediately I'm like, but like, oh why boy. would you do that? You would miss part of the show. Like, if you didn't I watch it, and yeah, yeah, I did. It's a, yeah. it would be like watching a De Palma movie, but like some people get like one of his split screens, and some people get the other of the split screens. They both matter. He shot both for a reason. Okay. So all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, wait, there's no there there. Like, they think this is like the foundation yeah. of a big company. Like, there's nothing there. So what I said, Phil, mm-hmm. Ip Iscove, is uh, <laughs> Quibi is the worst idea that's ever. Yeah. But there is too much money here yeah. for them to just give up. And when they actually just gave up, that was all that shocked me. I thought Quibi was I remember the dumbest that. idea, yeah. was the dumbest idea in the world. But I, I know you do, because that was like our argument. Like, clearly you were right. But that uh, was the dumbest idea in the history of America. But it was a candy shop that, was, that nobody was tending to. And the other thing I thought that was like, you know, not, not a dumb way to be spending your money. Yeah. Was by buying everybody's garbage. You yes. you might have remembered, Emma, Phil, I said this to you all the time. Mm-hmm. The people on Twitter who normally would be destroying a project like Quibi 
were quiet because they all had projects at Quibi. All of the funny guys on Twitter had sold them the pilot they wrote in 2019. And they were just like, and they were just, they were like, we can cut this into six parts. And then they just didn't make fun of Quibi. And then now everyone makes fun of Quibi. I certainly didn't make fun of Quibi. Now everyone makes fun of Quibi because it was a horrible I do idea. Think it was that- a mass disaster. But all I wanted to say is Inspector Catch was the same thing as Quibi. I but they were like, I, this is, but they I, were no, like I we are you. just we are just throwing money at you people because well, for Inspector Gadget and they're like I guess if you are going to back up the Brinks truck for me to do a fucking punch up of this I'll do a punch up but it's Inspector Gadget no, sure like what do you expect anyway I I guess I just yes to everything you're saying I don't I don't think that this movie that that this movie was made with uh, good intentions I don't think this movie was made with much. Uh, creativity. It was clearly just a kind of soulless endeavor, and and I, I do think that. Have you seen my favorite Martian, Emma? Have you ever seen this this film? Yes, yes, I have. Right. Wow. That I've so seen. you're the one. I'm the one. Um, that movie is also bad, but <laughs> it's better than this movie, wouldn't you say, Kenny? I, I think it necessarily is better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, the reason I bring it up is that. It's just, we talk a lot, and by we, I mean people in the industry, people on film, Twitter, whatever, right? About this IP-driven industry that we live in now, which mm-hmm. is a completely fair uh, thing to throw. But these two movies are when you don't apply any thought, really, <laughs> right? Like, yes, we live in a sweaty industry, world, and you're sort of like, but that really doesn't have anything to do with the original IP sort of like my Inspector Gadget uh, Wally idea, where you're just sort of like, but what is this? That's a good yeah, dude. You, you can, I swear <laughs> to God, you can, I'm going to pitch my, it. If you don't pitch it, I'm going to pitch it. <laughs> my, my point more than anything is, this to me felt so much worse than the IP shit we're dealing with now. Because it, it was hard to even really connect with anything that's going on on the screen mm-hmm. here. You saw this film, Emma, when you were what? Seven or said. Yeah. Something like that? Seven, probably. As a kid around then, I mean, I know you can't probably remember that well about the experience, but like, did you find yourself just like, did the effects work? Did the whiz bang stuff work? Like, did any of the stuff that they were clearly catering to young kids work for you? I don't think I was at, I mean, okay, I will say, yeah, the one thing in this movie that I was into, which, yeah. which I was into sort of across the board whenever this popped up, was... Dr. Claw. I really liked, I thought he looked cool. Uh-huh. I thought he was really scary. Like I liked the sort of metal hand sure. d- thing. That's cool. Uh, whenever he's on screen, I'm like, I'm dialed into this movie. Whenever he's not, I just, So are you just into Rupert Everett? Just out of curiosity. Is he an Probably. actor that you like? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can just say that. Fair enough. I mean, there's something also... He's just, you know, very good at his job. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. He's also a very... I mean, he's a very attractive man. Yeah. There's something very charming about him. I don't think it's a surprise, you know... Oh, various roles that he's done. I, I, we, Kenny and I have talked about this because he did pop up a bunch over '99. That he's a guy that Hollywood didn't really know what to do with because of his open, you know, openly gayness. I mm-hmm. think that they just sort of were like, "What are we supposed to do with this?" They certainly um, can't play straight. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> um, <No>. So, <laughs> so I bring all this up because, and then there's the the weird. Did you did you clock the magazine cover of him overweight? 
No. Did you guys clock that? Did you clock that, Kenny? I, he, no, he mentioned in dialogue. So, like, yeah. he, he yeah. used to be overweight, and there's a shot of him on, like, Time Magazine in, like, a fat suit or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, why? What, what, what is this? this I'm not really sure wh- who that joke is for. Who's that joke for? <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a bad movie. You know, <laughs> there is this, but, like, I... It's the thing is, it's like yeah. several, several steps away from being like something that's actually like funny or successful. But like, it's definitely not for lack of trying. You know, like I, the one moment I clocked was like sure. when Matthew Broderick is in the full body cast. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> first, first thing first, like Dabney Coleman makes an English patient joke, which yeah. is hilarious now i get that joke didn't get that joke when i was seven <laughs> i mean it, like a lot mean, of jokes he, in this movie he, he, made a, he, he made a reference to a movie that that i'm guessing the parents in the theater didn't even see because if you're taking your kids to the english to you know yeah. and then the and then the, the score over the full body cast was like this like bouncy jaunty like like funny little thing and then just like there is a version of this movie that is so silly and so mm-hmm. like like uh irreverent that it could have been fun the yeah thing- the movie that sherry o'terry and dabney coleman are in <laughs> is a funny movie <laughs> But then, like, it's just everyone's not on the same page. But you mentioned, so there's the surgery sequence, which was crazy. Like, it is gonzo. It's so dialed up. And I couldn't help but think that it was, like, the nega version of the Doc Ock scene from Spider-Man 2. I was literally just about to say. Right? That's what I was thinking of when I I was like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Very familiar. But, (laughs) But it's so colorful and zany. I like the color in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I did too. But like that sequence, I was like, th- you've got something here. Like if there were ways yeah. to bottle the stuff that that worked, but it's just, it also makes me wonder, and I understand why they cut it, because maybe a 10 minute version of this movie is just interminable. It's I can't possible. imagine watching this movie for 30 but- minutes longer than <laughs> But what if those 30 minutes made the movie better overall is the question mm-hmm. that I'm wondering. I don't know the answer, and I'm sure it's probably not true, but gutting this thing so you can get more plays in a movie theater, make back your money. I don't know if that's maybe, the, I mean, I guess it kind of worked out, but um, what did you think of Andy Dick? Hilarious. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> See, Emma, this, this is why you're a great guest. The, Again, the, Andy, the Andy Dick of our time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've been waiting my whole life for something to say that. Andy Dick is is funny in this, but also feels like in a different movie. Well, this is what I was, kind of yeah. goes along with what I'm saying. Villain stuff in this, like the henchman stuff, yeah. that is what I find funny about Whenever anything sort of is self-referential about like having a bad eyes in something, I think that's funny. Because it's easy to kind of make that funny. Like I love the scene at the end when Penny meets the guy with the haircut, mm-hmm. whatever his name is supposed to be, Sykes. Sure. Yeah. And she, a lot of she tells him, yeah. And she, she says something like, you look like the kind of person who would like sell like 
some sort of hardware. And he's like, my dad had a hardware store. And they have this like heart to heart where like yeah. you see this like hapless henchman character uh, kind of, you know, being like, well, I'm not really that bad. I just fell in with the wrong crowd. That's funny. Yeah, and no, that's, that, that was the good they stuff. They really yeah. play that well in this. I, I, part, part of me feels like that everyone thought Inspector Gadget fundamentally as a character was boring, right? So mm-hmm. they kind of, and, and I mean, I don't know if that's, that's true or not, but like it's why we're given an evil version of him. It's why we're given so much sort of like jazz hands around him because they're not committed to that character and they're not particularly interested in that. That's the impression that I get. It's I why you have no idea why in the context of the film, there was an evil version of Inspector. Gadget. I don't either. Like they Do were you trying Robocop to- because the kids love Robocop and they knew right. that they needed to have that formula in place. The kids love Robocop. That's unfortunately, I think that is true. Kids I think it's true too. <laughs> I always felt a little left out as a kid, like having all this Robocop, you know, Mm-hmm. ephemera around mm-hmm. and I, I i hadn't seen it and it's just like god i feel i feel really like like the nerd on the on the playground and not getting all these robocop references out of the robocop loop out yeah. of the robocop loop no, no, i get it to your point about like ignore sort of dancing around the main character of the movie what surprised me watching this again which i did i watched it yesterday um against all judgment i Better did judgment. it uh, was that it didn't focus on Penny and Brain, which, as you're saying, and I'm you know going to take your word for this, are the other main characters of the show, where they're very much it's they're completely sidelined in this, and it surprised me watching it because I remember them both of them being big. Sorry, there's a no, siren. It's all good. It's probably uh, it's yeah. He's on. He's on the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's coming. But I remember both of them being big in the advertisement as advertising materials. Like all the marketing materials had lots of penny and brain because, you know, she's the kid character that the kids can identify. But then they're barely in the movie. I mean, what kind of decision is that? It's it's a bad decision. And I also think that whether or not Kenny remembers brain having the ability to communicate, he did. But they should have Scooby-Dooed him. Like brain needed to be CG, and I they needed. Was just thinking the same thing, Phil. You know what I mean? Like they really should have just gone for it, and instead they just relegate him to like I don't know shitty dog jokes where he like licks his face or whatever. Like it's just it's it's a bummer because they made a worse movie when they could have just ran with what was in the cartoon. Like you had the framework; it worked. Like either stick with what was in the show. Or do Wally, one or the other, because as far as I'm concerned, this middle space that this movie exists in is just not particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, apparently, yeah. at yeah. some, you, you seem to be more of a latter stage. Oh, that might be. I, I am okay. a, I'm an OG gadget. Right. So you're, fan. you're a Diane. I'm a Rebecca. Is what you're saying? That's right. So at some point, they made him a translation collar, <laughs> so he was able to talk later in the series, but early. Sure, okay. All he could do was, you know, dress up in a woman's clothes and pretend to be a woman. <laughs> Which he does uh, a lot, order, by the in way. Order to, in order to fool people. Uh, and get entry to hazardous materials. And you, you're missing out. There's some brain hijinks in the original show. I'm going to become um, an Inspector Gadget super fan. You should. What, 30 years after the yeah. show? <laughs> I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. 
so can I ask a question about um, the movie opens with an extended credit sequence where they just do the, it's like a good two minutes. It feels like where they just kind of fuck with the Disney logo and like <laughs> play around with like weird gadgets around the letter G and like just a, a credit sequence that I imagine was reasonably expensive, but also eats up screen time, which I guess was what they were looking to do at this point. Um, and then mixed into this film, there are, I don't really know how to explain it, but like sort of animated cutaway interstitial things that well, like existed in the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. Because <laughs> there's no was, other reason to do this. There's no purpose in the movie. The one that's just uh, like a 3D model of just a head, like a human head, just sort of going whoosh at the screen. And then there's one where it's a foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like... Um, <laughs> So crazy that this movie made it past so many people to get, you know, shot. It was a priority project. It was. Yeah, it was. Anything that like, it's anything that gets in front of Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. And that even for a minute, he's like, yeah, okay. Like, that's it. Like that, then that you got to make that project with or without him. Like how often was, was Spielberg like, Momentarily attached this to a, a big oh, movie a million that we've times. done. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy yeah. because yeah. yeah, even if he but, just acknowledges that this might be good, I think you have to the, make it. I think you owe it to yourself. The other thing that the show did really well, Emma, just because I feel like we need to sort of you know help you on your journey to watch the cartoon, please. Is yeah. it this was is the first actually, day of the rest of my life. <laughs> it was actually a crime solving show, right? There was, huh? a, yeah. there was a mystery to be solved. There was a crime <laughs> that was being committed. And there was a thing that, in, that Inspector Gadget and Penny and Brain had to solve. And then he saved the day at the end. And, you know, obviously, Claw was usually the guy behind it. I say this to show this movie doesn't solve any crimes. <laughs> this movie's not interested in solving crimes. Well, it's it's a just interested movie. in... It's- right. That's right, kind of right. the thing that they're doing. They're not like in the sense that, you know, with Batman, Batman is Gotham's greatest detective. How often does he actually solve crimes in movies that he's in? Not well, the Batman in the is. Batman, they do it different. I know. I, like. Yeah, but, but he's not, he, but he is even called the greatest detective in the world. He is. Okay, sure. But his name is an inspector Batman. <laughs> Like, this guy inspects this guy's an for a job. First of yeah. all, it's so, so funny that Inspector Gadget. <laughs> like, that, that is not a rank in any police department in America. <laughs> it's very British. Yeah, it is. It's a British idea. Inspector Gadget. It's a great name. They could have had way more, way more fun with that, too. Um, wait, there was another... another he doesn't uh, inspect much in this movie. No, really. he doesn't do a lot of inspection. Well, it's mostly just him sort of finding clues and then the car verbally yeah. abusing him until something happens. Maybe it should have been called Introspector Gadget. There you go. Now you got something. Yep. That's that's the next one's going to be called The I was going to yeah. say, that's, that's Emma's version, Introspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that I love that as it gets darker in New York... And it looks it's, like I'm she's in the Blair Witch Project right like, now. Yeah. I have like a one lamp in this room. You should just have I'm a flashlight crying. under your chin and you should just, <laughs> just do it like that. This is... I, 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 I said 
Claw. Just want to. It's I, just gonna be a I, I said early in the podcast that yeah. Inspector Gadget, the IP, isn't very good. Yes. I'm gonna rescind that. <laughs> this, what this entire podcast has, has yeah. taught me is, yeah. uh, Inspector Gadget wasn't broke. There was no need to fix it. Because now I'm looking back at some. You, you remember this message will self destruct in five seconds. Yes. I know that's a. I know yes. that's a mission impossible. Mission, but thing. whatever. But the, every but episode the, they did it. But the shtick was in Gadget. He always. I think it was Chief. It's like Chief. Oh fuck! It's the. It's the. It's, it's it is. The it's breath. Chief Quimby. It is. It's, it's Chief, Chief Quimby. Quimby. Yeah. So he, oh, Chief Quimby always handed him the message, and he threw it over shouldered. And it went into whatever receptacle Chief Quimby was hiding in, and it, you know, it it, it blew him up cartoon, cartoon style, and blew off his mustache. And the next scene, he was fine again. Like that's some fun shit we could have yep. enjoyed a little bit more. And it also, you know, it lended it it it, it lent it to this idea that uh, that gadget is a fucking idiot. He's absent-minded. Correct. He can't get anything done. It's all yep. a ruse. They missed. They missed the most fun part of the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I here. Here's my question, and it, it's sort of back to what I was asking you earlier, Emma, about the kind of the special effectsness of this film and whether or not that stuff worked for you as a kid. Because watching it today, as I said earlier, I was impressed with the special effects in this film. I thought that all things considered. You know, his legs getting big and the the helicopter coming out of his hat, like all that kind of stuff worked pretty well. But I'm assuming it didn't work for you as a kid. I think it worked fine. Um, yeah, honestly, like as I said, I really I really wasn't that critical of this stuff. Like a cin- if I'm in the cinema cafe and I'm watching a movie, that's great. Had you seen many films at the Cinema Cafe, or was this just one of? Them? I think I probably saw like three. I, I'm okay. I'm really hyping this place up as a location that I would be found at. But right, it right, really right. is. <laughs> I know it's, it's 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 when I get sent back to 1999. I find myself in Virginia Beach, and I go to the Cinema Cafe looking for you. Yeah. I won't find you until until gadget. But it'll be a little weird if I'm looking for a six year old girl to help me out in my time travel be. journeys. Well, well, that's very point, ga- very gadget of me, though. At that point, I will have gone back in time as my age now to fix the movie. So, oh, that's interesting. If you found oh. me, you'll find me as me, also sitting in that cinema cafe. Really, so we'll meet you. there and we'll, we'll meet there and just just revel at all the wonderful changes. You're like, you've wow, made. it's I just, so the, good. The term "you will find me" is me is incredible. <laughs> that's uh, that's a good look, look. That's a good line for something. It is for something. Gotta be like a time traveler's wife situation. <laughs> did we do that movie this year? Or we did the uh, astronauts. That's, that's two thousand nine. Yeah. There was some other line that you said that I thought would look, be good at Inspector Gadget, and now I can't think of what it is. God, it's gonna bother me now. I'll think of it. Uh, it'll come to you. Um, so I, to your point, Kenny, that you made about how they just didn't need to fuck with it as much as they did. I agree with, um, and I, I, I would actually go one step farther and say that, um, they spent too much money on this. Like, I actually think that had this been more tactile and had it been less CG oriented, like one of the things that Dudley Do-Right does so well is it's very lo-fi. 
Um, and, and I understand that this man is an inspector and he has gadgets, but like there's a way to do it where it doesn't feel so gadget heavy, but I guess maybe they felt like they had no choice. I, I'm not really sure what the best way to, to combat that is, but I mean, listen, they made their money back. I honestly didn't know this movie made $134 million. Like that's, that's not fucking nothing. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of cinema thing. cafes. That's horrifying. But they really pushed, I mean, I, I don't know if this is true, but in my head, I saw ads for this movie absolutely everywhere. Oh, for Obviously, sure. Obviously, because it's being marketed to me as a seven-year-old. But I, I mean, there were, it was stuff, like I remember lines in this movie because they're just, they're from the trailers that I've seen a bajillion times. Like which ones? Um, now that I say that, I can't think of any. Uh, <laughs> were you even telling the truth? Well, when Claw says, just Claw one word like Madonna, that's just sure. hammered into my brain. Because and then he also works with Madonna, uh, what, a year later? <laughs> yeah. In uh, the next best thing. <laughs> they become um, like best friends in real life. Yeah. I, I want to just... Gadget. I'm going to read you the top 10 films of this weekend, box office-wise, because we do this periodically, Kenny, where I feel like we really get a sense of how much place. range we used to have in movies. Sure, yeah. <laughs> The Haunting, Inspector Gadget, Eyes Wide Shut, American Pie, Big Daddy, Lake Placid, Wild Wild West, Drop Dead Gorgeous, The Wood, and Tarzan. Oh my God. What a weekend. What, yeah. what a weekend indeed. What a but weekend like, at the cinema cafe. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, it really is a snapshot. Now this is late July, so you're right in the heart of you know the summer. But still, like... I mean, Drop Dead Gorgeous had no business being released when it was. It should have been released in the fall and it would have done far better, I imagine. Mm. Um, same with Lake Placid, quite honestly. Like, that's an October movie, even though it did relatively well. Um, but it is just interesting to see how, like, I don't know, like, look at that spectrum. R-rated teen comedy in American Pie. R-rated adult drama in Eyes Wide Shut. You know, The Wood from, from MTV Films. It's just, it's, and Tarzan, it's just shocking. I don't know. I'm just looking at this as being like, I, I honestly can't believe how we fucked up this industry. And now it would just be like 10 Marvel movies. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but one anyway. Marvel movie and then nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's pretty amazing. So they are apparently rebooting uh, Inspector Gadget. Dan Lin <gasps> is attached as a producer. Oh my God. Um, as, as, a, as a movie? As a movie. Guys. Who's, is anyone else? Uh, no, there's no one. As of October 2019, Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel were hired to write the film. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. And, and They're Mikey from Day. SNL. Mike is an SNL guy, okay. yeah. And Streeter, yeah. But Streeter's like, here's the thing, Kenny. You, you brought up the, the um, uh, Chippendale thing. I did. Which, oh, Chip and Dale, the Rescue Chip Rangers. And Dale, not Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. Yeah, yes. Rescue Rangers. Two, I could see a meta, winky Inspector Gadget movie that's more in the vein of like the Lego movie or something like that. I could see that working. I'm, I'm certain that's what they'll do because that's what cool guys do these days. Mm. But, uh, and girls. What Thank you. Yeah. Well, International Women's know. Day. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't mean to be a misogynist, but are women that derivative? Um, yeah, well, women are better writers than this. Wow, do we, wow. Do, who's do, the bigger feminist here? <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm the answer. It's me, um, the great feminist. Uh, but, uh, but I think the bolder move 
Yes. And I'm not just saying this. It's is something Wally? Real fucking dark like Wally. I think like <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame to me that like Bel Air immediately became yeah. part of the machine. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the Bel Air trailer, the viral trailer was kind of brilliant, right? And well, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, two seasons of a television show. But we're talking about is, the one that's on right now. Yeah, yes. Okay. So the, the, the viral trailer. I'm based, aware that this know, is a remake. Based on, it's from a yeah, show. A it, it was from a, a, a 90s television show. Um, You've seen the Will Smith television kid. show, right, Emma? Who's Will Smith? The Fresh Prince of Bel Air himself? Mm. Yes. So yeah. this is Bel Air. All I all, what I'm going to get is like Bel Air, mm-hmm. the, the viral video, mm-hmm. was a kind of subversive idea mm-hmm. it's it was this idea that was like <laughs> you know you pull back the layer for a second on this beloved piece of ip and actually you're telling the story of like class struggle in the black community yeah. uh and not you know no knocks against this beloved piece of you know work this beloved you know series but like there is something more happening here and the fact that it got immediately swallowed and integrated and put you know we were just City walk, you go to the city walk, right, Phil? They had a big fucking throne there that you sit on, and you sit on your throne as the Prince of Bel Air and take a picture of yourself. It's now like it, it, that idea of doing like the, the total flip is now one of, is now an idea in Hollywood's tool bags. Yeah, yeah. Which, which isn't a bad thing me. necessarily. It's only a bad, it's only bad, bad thing to rate how, like, how quickly. I know it's a weird thing to call the fucking Bel Air video a counterculture idea, but it is. Sure. So how quickly like a countercultural idea becomes integrated into, you know, mainstream culture, spit out and just ignored. That being said, go dark with, with, well, with that's, gadget. I wonder, please go do dark. Do you think Inspector Gadget should be a horror film now? Hey. No, I think it should be fucking. A- I hey. think it should be AI. He just fucking has knives. He just uh, fucking well, guns and like fucking dildos. Shit. <laughs> the Emma version. Gun. The Emma. The Emma version. That, gun. <laughs> it's gr- yeah. <laughs> Inspector Bludgeon. Uh, Inspector Murder. <laughs> I think the version. The the Superman three version. Where Inspector Gadget starts using his powers for evil, yeah, yeah. Uh, would be pretty good. <laughs> I just, what do you, I think that a, you know, when Superman goes bad. What do you do when Inspector Gadget turns dark? Well, look at, buckle up. You can't fight him. He's invincible. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of. He yeah, can't. He die. has no heart. He's got. Does he not have a heart? He has, I don't think he has anything except for a fucking neck. Neck up. He's just got a head. That's all he has. Yeah, because right, when they open up, it's just machinery. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. This is fucking weird. I think man. honestly, like, I think something with like you know exploring the horrors of waking up and being it's a, this. It's a Cronenberg film, is what you're saying. Yes, yes exactly. Body horror. Yeah. Yes, it's a body horror movie, and he there's and they touch on that a little bit in this because he he has that line where he's like, I don't. I don't want to be this, I think he said. Which is so sad, (laughs) and it's really moving, and then they immediately move on, and he sprays toothpaste all over a woman. 
got RoboCop as a bar, body horror film, right? And it is. And I think that, I don't know, if you have the guts, Disney, like, they don't. just... <laughs> they, this is, I don't even know that Disney owns this anymore. Because if Dan Lin is producing it, then it's a Warner Brothers thing. And right, he's not at Disney. Good point. Good so, point. like, I, I think Disney long ago was like, you know what? We're out of the inspector gadget. There's, they there, let there's that no, contract run out. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, you know what? No gasoline uh, left yeah. in this tank. By the um, way, what does gadget run on? Love. Brain power. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, it do be love. me. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about Jolie Fisher, who I was positive was Kate Walsh until I looked her up. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! So um, let's rate this movie because I am. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the movie we're covering next week as well. Uh, <gasps> a movie that you might have seen back okay. in '99, but I'm not sure. Right. Um, so uh, I didn't see this film in '99, but I did watch this film whenever we originally thought we were going to do it. <laughs> So I have two ratings. I was much more favorable on this film, Kenny, when I watched it the first time, weirdly. Interesting. I gave it a 51 back then. Um, and today I'm, I'm at a 35. And then after this podcast, I'm at like a 30. Like, I don't, I don't think this movie has really much going for it other than a couple glimmers of like visual energy and what have you. I think by and large, this is a movie that I'd like to forget I ever watched. <laughs> uh, what about you, Kenny? You know, I you, you made me want to look up my original, and I think I have the I have a number here. Okay, so cool. there you oh, go. no, uh, I, no? Guess I didn't. I had a lot of <laughs> I had a lot of notes. You were too notes by the uh, experience. Let's, let's see, sassy black R is hilarious. Wait, I didn't write that. Uh, <laughs> sassy black R. That's, uh, that's a spinoff. Yeah. This is really this is really a terrible movie. Um, yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't like this movie. Yeah. So, but I didn't give it a number. So, who knows what it was before? Okay. Uh, before I watched this version, I'm pretty sure I did give this one a number. Um, let's see what I gave it. I gave it a no number. So, I'll, I will have given it a. I think I gave it a little. I giving it a 32 before the podcast. Okay, a 31 after. Yeah, we're in the same um, spot. Yeah, I, I I also think it's an ugly looking movie. It is. Uh, oh, this is what I said. And this is what I was trying to get across earlier before I decided I hated this movie. Yeah. I think in warmth and a heart here. Instead, it's madcap, mm-hmm. which is it's which is its choice. It's mm-hmm. silly, but it's what it's what it's what it wants to be. So that's sure. really like kind of my my feeling about this is like it's 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 only a failure because I think it's a failure. But I don't think the guys uh, David Kellogg, the director, and didn't do exactly what he wanted to do. I think he did what he wanted to do, but it, it hit this particular audience member as insufferable. 31. Emma, what about you? Okay. I think I'm a little bit softer on this one, but oh, only no. a little. Okay. Only a little bit. Okay. Mainly because it has gadgets. It has gadgets. My favorite thing. Canonically, uh, I love has arguably made of them. So um, there's that. There were parts of the movie, there were jokes that I genuinely did laugh at when I watched it yesterday, which I mean, which one? I can be, I can, I don't remember. But there, you know, I remember sort of being like, oh, that was funny. Whenever they're in, I don't know, whenever they're sing with the, 
the foot. Yeah. I thought that one. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, it's You're fine. easy mark. I'm an easy mark. Obviously. Whatever. I'm in the. I'm in the. <laughs> tank Loves a good foot for, joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if my they're fa- not gadgets, they're one of my joke. favorite jokes is a foot joke. Ever? Oh, that's one of my favorite lines of a movie. I can't just remember laughing so hard. Have you ever okay. seen? Have you ever seen Albert Brooks's mother? Sure. He goes, so he's staying with his mom, Debbie Reynolds, and he goes to eat some of the sherbet out of her freezer and he takes a bite and he goes, oh, it tastes like an orange foot. I thought it was great. <laughs> I mean, it's a good joke. You know, because it was there for a while. And yeah. it's an or- I thought orange foot was hilarious. All right, go ahead, Emma. What did you Emma, what's your rating? I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a, a 40, an even 40. Okay. okay. I think, and, and honestly, I'm impressed that after cutting out 30 full minutes of the movie, it still is a coherent thing with a message that they have through the the film, sort of, kind of, mostly, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, stuff that they bring back from the, they put it in the, uh, whatever. That always impresses me when they remember to do that. Uh, I'm like, how do you remember? That's a low fucking bar. (laughs) Should not they be saying these things. remembered what they did at the beginning of the script. As a professional critic. I was going to say, I was a professional <laughs> film critic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just put my oh standing my in the community oh right there. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm always impressed with that. <laughs> so, you know, it's been, it's been two hours. There's a lot of stuff has happened. But they always remember. Oh, that's what we were doing in the beginning. Let's put it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really love that. That's, I can't. That's I, don't even, I, I don't even have a joke on top of that joke. <laughs> no, it's, good. Just, it's so good. It should be your Twitter bio. As I'm sitting here, as I'm sitting here crying, laughing, I'm also <laughs> frantically trying to pick up a joke to make on top of that. It's too good. It's, it's perfect. too good. It's good. It's perfect. That's what I'm um, here for. Uh, <laughs> so next week, Emma. Okay. We are uh, doing Doug's first movie. Oh. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A Doug uh, fan? I was a Doug fan. I loved that thing. <laughs> Also a Nickelodeon show that was barely watchable. <laughs> it was like, it was one of the first ones that I remember, like actually remembering what time it would be on during the oh, day sure. Sure. and being like, I want to watch. It had nothing to do with me. It was like, it was all like, about boys. Yeah, boys about like, yeah. You know, with, with no hair, their hair was weird. I remember being very yeah, happy. Hair. Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't know there was a show. Because oh I don't God. know that the show made it to Canada, quite frankly. Mm. Um, maybe it did. I don't know. Um, so well, I they, watched this It would never knowing... translate to a Canadian audience. All right. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I bring this up because oh. I think people loved the show. But the movie, do you remember the movie? Did you see the movie? I definitely saw the movie. I don't. Okay. I couldn't tell you what happened. Right. Very Not optimistically, as my memory is the very optimistically titled Doug's first movie. Yeah, a little putting the cart before the horse on that <laughs> one. Um, another short movie. I think that one's like that one was also like seventy two minutes or something like that. It was real short. Doug's it's first movie. How... Go ahead. Go oh, okay. I was just gonna make how it's interesting how now children's movies are insanely long because. Mm-hmm. 
they want to keep children occupied for as long as possible. Oh, and they, whereas yeah. they used to be very short because, you know, kids' attention span. Yeah, not yeah. I know. I took my kids to see show. It was great. <laughs> to see what? <laughs> the, you know, the nine and a half hour Holocaust epic. <laughs> I thought that's what you said, but I wasn't sure. I just wanted to be sure. It was the yeah. Doug's first movie show a double feature. Yeah, it's a double Doug's- feature. Yeah, yeah. It's a Doug, Doug Chaser. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Doug is a perfect character, uh, and his movie just sort of follows him around while he sort of kind of befriends a, like a Loch Ness monster type creature, if I remember correctly. We recorded this episode a long time ago, so I can't remember. Um, but I, uh, I feel a little bad about it too because we we recorded it with Teddy Bressman to time the his show dropping oh, yeah, on Sci Fi, right. which was like a year ago. And but he also wrote on Pam and Tommy, so you oh, can there, go watch that. There you go. So that it work yes. out. Yes, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I feel bad now that we didn't yeah, do that. Okay. But um, <laughs> it's a fun episode. Um, it's a weird movie. Uh, both this movie and that movie are on Disney Plus. If people want to check them mm-hmm. out, uh, and they only for about an hour of your time because yeah. with credits they're barely movies. By the way, did you watch to the end of the credits in the gadget? Because I, 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 I watched. Was Robo there a post credits thing? There's no post credit scene. There's like little bits in with the beginning of the credits. There's like okay. little scenes. Uh, but at the end, the car like congratulates you for sitting through the oh credits. My oh my God. It, he's like, you know, thanks for staying to meet all the names of the people who were involved in the movie. It was something like that. Very weird. I've never ever seen that. It was hard. I kind of want to watch Inspector Gadget 2, though, because the reviews are quite positive and people say that it's actually closer to the original concept of the of the show. But All I remember was it's a different guy and the villain is a woman, a lady robot. It's the woman from, uh, I believe it's the woman from um, the parents. Yes. It's, yes. Oh, it's, she's, uh, a, she's Elaine good. Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her name yeah. in the movie is G2, which makes me wonder if this is a Terminator 2 ripoff. Mm. Not ripoff, homage, excuse me. Homage. Sure. Homage, yeah. That's what you do after you do your RoboCop homage. Yes. To your you, you do your Terminator <laughs> homage. Yes. Yeah. And then you they go to AI. Get- I think this is perfect. <laughs> or Wally, whichever you guys play. I think you do AI then Wally. Yeah, no, it's like, like, It's just... You know, Emma, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about this. this. Was, it's always fun, and this was the most fun I've had so far. So thank you. <laughs> we it's we such can't a wait to have you back. Will you come on the Patreon for our 2009 movie? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I love 2009. What a year. <laughs> I can tell if you're being facetious or not, but she hardly, re- she hardly remembers she was 12 years old. Yeah. How old were you in 2009? I was 15, I think. No, I was pretty much right. You were pretty close. Yeah, I was. <laughs> 2009, I remember being the year that I started paying attention to movies okay. as like, you know, sure. stuff. You know, I, I started actually watching like the Oscars and stuff like that and being like, right. oh, I should have an opinion about, about this. It's it's a really interesting year. Um, we've been we've just started recording some of those and they've been a lot of fun. So I will shoot you the list. But um, thank you so, so much for coming on. We really Really of course, no, anytime. I, I love this pod, and I, 1999 is such a strange year. It, it, it really is, and especially when you're uh, in the last year of recording them and you get to really strange movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
but thank but every, you so every much. Every once in a while, you get a classic like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, you get oh, an Inspector yeah. Gadget. You get uh, what? What do we do? Uh, movie. You go to first. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, thank you so so much, Emma. Awesome. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.